So Keith, as our listeners know, this season of the Influence Podcast is in partnership with Collision, which is the fastest growing tech conference in North America. You're the general manager of the event. This is the second year in Toronto, coming off a couple of years of being remote due to the pandemic. How are you feeling with this event? Huge, huge event coming up just around the corner. Yeah, I'm super excited, Tom. It's been, as you said, we've had a couple of years online. Uh, we built our own platform during that period and it worked really well, but there's nothing like getting together in person. This is the second year we've been in Toronto. Year one was 2019. We were in North America or in the United States before that. We did a couple of years in Las Vegas, did three years in New Orleans. But I think Toronto is really becoming our home. We, we've seen it grow uh, massively since we've been here. And this year, we're, we're on track to beat all our projections. We're closing in on 35,000 attendees. And we're expecting it to sell out any day now. So we're just super excited to be back in person and in Toronto specifically. And so I know there's one person who's played a big role in facilitating the growth of Collision in Toronto and happens to be our guest today. Tell us who we're meeting with, Keith. Yeah, Mayor Tory has been absolutely phenomenal since the get-go. I met him over in Lisbon a couple of years ago when we had first decided we were moving to Toronto. Ever since I met him, he's been nothing but incredibly welcoming to, to me personally and to Collision as a whole. Him, his team and the wider community have just been incredible across all facets of the event. So we're super excited to to have him front and center at Collision and to get to talk to him now. Mayor, thanks so much for taking the time today. I know how busy your schedule is, so we really appreciate the time. We're just going to jump straight into it. So as we're seeing, the sun is out, Blue Jays are winning, concerts are back in the swing of it, festivals are coming back. And, and for me, anyway, big, large-scale events are coming back. We have Collision around the corner and Toronto Film Festival at the end of the summer. What are you most looking forward to kind of as the first summer back after a couple of years in lockdown? Well, just people able to be themselves because, you know, look, if you think about it, human beings want to be together. There are, there are a few human beings who want to be by themselves and they're kind of, we call them hermits or loners or whatever. And that's fine. Everybody should do their own thing. But people want to be together. So they want to be together on a patio and just having a drink and having a good time or at a baseball game. But they also want to be together at a conference because, you know, a lot of people's uh, lives are about what they do in their work and they find that stimulating and they love to be with other people who share the same interests and swapping ideas and, you know, meeting new people from around the world. And so um, I'm just happy that all that stuff is coming back, uh, the cultural stuff, the sports stuff, uh, the festivals, but also uh, something like Collision, which, uh, you know, is going to bring all kinds of people to the city. And by the way, that's good for business, too, because, you know, the hotels, so the hotels and restaurants uh, have had a really bad time. And uh, the emergence of all these different things are causing people to be out and about in the streets and it makes people happier. So uh, it's all it's all a good news story, uh, even though we're not quite you know through this completely as yet. And sort of on a related note, when we're looking at the post-pandemic Toronto, and obviously this was an absolutely bustling city beforehand, and I think everybody's completely of the belief that that will continue. But just curious, after a couple of years of sort of being in pause and things obviously being very much in flux, how has that sort of reshaped the future of the city or how does that affect city planning or spending? What does that look like now moving forward? The answer to the question is we don't know yet, because I think in part it's going to depend on what I call and other people call the future of work. And I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, technology is going to be a very important element of that, not the only element. I mean, a lot of it is, again, human nature and what people want with their lives and what they're prepared to do with their lives. But technology is going to be a big part of enabling people to achieve that. And the question is, what's that? 
you know, do people really only want to work in an office of any kind, you know, three days a week or two days a week or four days a week? Or do they really actually value uh, being at the office because of the socialization and because of the, the career development and mentoring that can go on? And these are very profound questions that have to be answered by all of us collectively. And they have a big impact on the city. I mean, if, if the transit ridership, for example, that never comes back to 100% is only at 70 because people don't come to work on Mondays and Fridays, to pick an example, that has a big financial implication. That has a big implication on, on the operation of the transit system. And that's just one of a thousand examples I can cite. And technology has a lot to do with that, you know, in terms of uh, whether people have the option of only coming to work, you know, four days or three days a week. Is there a broadened range of services? And, and there's just a whole range of things that, um, I think will will have to be discussed, and they're not things that governments have the answer to. They're things that people, uh, entrepreneurs, visionaries, and government people have to develop answers to, uh, and and that's just something we're beginning to do as part of the process of recovering from and and transforming ourselves in the wake of the pandemic. I think the transformation was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. The pandemic has just accelerated it, and now there are some very profound questions to be answered. What what do you prefer, Mary? Did you work from home for long at all, or? I didn't, you know, because it was necessary when you were sort of managing the pandemic to be here with just three or four, you know, frankly, three or four colleagues, thousands and thousands of people were involved, but the leadership group had to work together. And I think it was best that we did that in sort of in a room. And maybe that's just an old fashioned concept. I don't know. But what I'm hearing is this. I mean, I'm hearing as usual, and that's why we need to have this debate and it can happen at places like Collision, among many other places, is that on the one hand, people enjoy the flexibility that came from working at home, even if it was just to the extent they could wear sweatpants, uh, you know, when they were doing their uh, their Zoom and WebEx calls. But on the other hand, uh, people miss the socialization. And a lot of employers said that they were very worried that the kind of mentoring and career development and all of that development of corporate culture wasn't happening because it's much more difficult to make it happen through a, a, a screen on an iPad. That's the stuff we have to sort of trade off. In my own case, I would always prefer coming to the office because I just focus more on what I'm doing here if I'm here. Uh, you know, look, I'll even confess that when I was at home, because I was, say, quarantined for two weeks after I came back from visiting uh, overseas, the temptation to get up and go to the fridge, uh, the temptation <laughs> to, you know, I mean, it's just, it's there because whereas when you're at the office, you tend to be more focused on what you're there to do. So that's me, but maybe I'm old fashioned, but we've got to address these things because they're not just important to people's sense of well-being and their mental, you know, wellness, but they're very important to the functioning of business Mm -hmm. and to what technology and what other kinds of things are going to be necessary to make sure we can still carry on, even if work habits change. One of the things we're noticing is, um, is people are buying more bulk tickets for collisions. So companies are starting to use conferences as a way to bring people together. It's crazy to think it's been almost three years since we last did an in-person event in Toronto for collision. And when we moved the conference here originally, the tech scene was bubbling under. Three years later, the tech scene continues to bubble. And I I saw a recent article in the New York Times about how Toronto is the third largest tech hub. It's beating Miami. It's beating Austin. What makes the Toronto tech scene so vibrant? And You've been mayor for most of that growth. What what has been the spurt of that growth? I think three things. Number one, you know, and you might argue it's numbers one, two, and three altogether is talent. I mean, we're just lucky. We're blessed with a wonderful system of uh, post-secondary education and an open immigration system. So it means you can either home grow the people here in our great university and college system, or you can easily uh, have them immigrate uh, to Canada. And so that's number one, and it maybe is numbers two and three as well. Uh, but I would say after that, I think we have quite a unique combination in a number of ecosystems, including tech, but also including, say, film and TV. This great combination of domestic or you know homegrown firms that came up here, together with global 
uh, firms. And it's one of the reasons why I think Collision works because you know you, what you have with Collision, what is it? It's a combination of people who are here who come because they want to see each other and, and so on, but they also want to see the people coming from around the world and vice versa. And I think that uh, that sort of combination and our openness to that, to sort of having this kind of mixed economy or mixed tech ecosystem of domestic firms working with global firms, I think is uh, very important. And then finally, I would just say the quality of life here. I mean, I think that, it, you know, if you look at the thing I'm most focused on trying to preserve and enhance, it's the quality of life, the arts and the culture, the, the environment of the city, the public realm. I think people find the quality of life here. It's not perfect, but I think they, the safety of the city, they find it to their liking and it makes it a magnet. I've just come back from a visit to LA where I visited not just film and TV companies, but also tech companies selling the city as a place to invest. And they talk openly and at the top of the list about talent, but they also talk about quality of life and about how even some of the polarization and the vision you see in other parts of the world, uh, including parts not too far from here, are, are not as present here. Again, it's not perfect, but I think we've tried to sort of maintain stability here and build on that progress we had going in 2019. And to be frank, the enthusiasm about tech, our tech ecosystem in Toronto continued through the pandemic. I mean, it was more difficult for people to make investments and to grow things, but, but it happened even during the pandemic. So it wasn't something that stopped. And so for an event like this, uh, of this magnitude happening in the city, it's obviously big for the city. What role do you think an event like Collision plays to bring together that momentum and that enthusiasm around the tech scene? And then also, what kind of advice might you offer to people involved in the tech and entrepreneurial community to leverage this event or just to kind of ride the wave of what's happening within the city right now? I think for people who are who are locally uh, based in our tech ecosystem in Toronto, it's about self-confidence, to be frank. And there'd be people who would be mad at me for saying that. But I think when you have the world come to Toronto, first of all, they're, they're chuffed that the world comes to Toronto for collision. But secondly, it does give them an unparalleled opportunity to actually face-to-face -face talk to and interact with and, and, and see the ideas of people from around the world. And by the way, Conversely, it gives those people from around the world a chance to see what we have to offer. And so I think it, it builds self-confidence. It builds networks. You know, it, it allows all of us to see, you know, collectively what we're doing to sort of move things forward. And so I think it means a lot to the city in a way that's hard to understand. You can't measure it, but I think it, it means a lot that way. Obviously, it means a lot to the sort of hospitality infrastructure, which were, you know, really hard hit by the pandemic. And, and all of those restaurants and bars and clubs and neighborhoods and so on are going to be animated by the what do they call it? Collision at night, I think it's called, you know, the part that's the after, the after, the yeah. important part, the after part, <laughs> collision after dark. So there's that very practical thing. But I think more than anything else, I mean, you know, uh, success for everybody is about networking and it's about sharing ideas. Not too many people get too much done on their own. And so, you know, just like the Toronto International Film Festival, a lot of what happens behind the scenes uh, is stuff never seen. Nobody ever really catalogs how many deals were done, how many people met each other that did business with each other, how many financings came about because of a meeting that happened by chance at Collision. Um, and that's good for the world. I mean, it's just good for the world to move us forward. But it's good for Toronto, too, obviously, because it's happening here and people will want to come back. And we want, you know, Collision to stay here and we want people to come back here because we just want them to come and visit the city and see this as a place like they do with film where they come to do business. They come to have a good time. Uh, they come to see each other. And it now is an annual thing on, on people's calendars for TIFF. And we want that to happen with Collision as well. You talk about the film uh, industry there quite a bit. And I've, I've seen personally all the announcements that are being made. You recently had your trip to LA. Can you give us any insight into why the film industry is busting or booming so much in Toronto and what the future holds for it? When it comes to film, what do they say as to why they come to Toronto? Two and a half billion dollars in production, which is a lot, 35,000 jobs. They say it's not all international, but a lot of it's international now combined with our great Canadian productions. Talent, 
So same as tech. I mean, why do people come? Talent. And it is, you know, numbers one, two, and three for film. They tell us that they want us to continue on workforce development. And I think the same is true with tech. We got to keep pumping out those graduates. 25,000 STEM graduates, 25,000 a year coming out of the 18 colleges and universities in Toronto. Got to keep that happening. And they talk about diversity in the workforce. And that is something that is obviously we're working very hard to make sure that all of the communities that make up the greater Toronto region are represented uh, in the tech uh, workforce. And then they talk about customer service. In film, it's a bit different. They want you to issue permits and make locations available quickly. In tech, I think it's customer service in saying that firms that come and invest here or firms that grow here are going to be supported by their governments. We're going to help them get people in from out of the country that they need to top up their talent. We're going to help them find good locations for their businesses. You know, we're going to stay out of their way when that's required. We're going to patronize. In other words, if they have applications they're developing, we can try them out in government and be an example of how this can work for your business because government's a big enterprise. So these are all things that, um, you know, you learn because I think it's the same with any business. They want to be welcome. They want to be supported. Uh, they want to make sure there's the talent there because there's a war for talent on everywhere now. Um, and that we're going to just continue to work at those things. Uh, and that's why, you know, Collision is a great chance because it helps get people to Toronto to see what's going on here. And then it's up to us to sort of take over from there and make sure that we uh, kind of try to make the sale as it were. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for your time and for your insights. We're really looking forward to Collision coming up at the end of June here. And thanks for your support of the tech scene, because I know for both Keith and myself, it makes a big difference as well. Tech is the future of our economy. Tech is the future of, of a lot of employment. And Collision is, you know, the sort of the granddaddy or grandmother of, of all, you know, it's going to be the biggest single sort of face-to-face in-person event that's been held since the pandemic and one of the biggest anyway. But I think it'll mark a significant turning point to have tens of thousands of people coming here from all over the continent, all over the world. Uh, it doesn't matter what they're coming to talk about. In this case, they're coming to talk about tech and many related things and the environment and cities and smart cities. And, you know, it just goes on and on. It's going to be a great thing, and and I think it's going to mark a turning point in terms of people's mental, you know, state of well-being coming yeah. out of this nightmare that we've all been through around the world. So thank you for uh, making sure that uh, it's going to be a big success, and we'll make sure that when people get here, they have a good time. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. I just want to say from myself and everyone at Collision, a huge thank you. You've been incredibly welcoming since you came here. Your staff have been incredible, and the entire tech uh, Toronto scene has been. Uh, We'll keep at it. We, we're not done yet. We'll keep at it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Really appreciate the time today. Have a great day. Bye-bye now. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. You can stay plugged in with Mary Tory at John Tory on social media. For the latest in digital marketing in the world of tech, check out theinfluenceagency.com and follow us at nfluenceagency. And for everything you need to know about Collision 2022, visit collisionconf.com. And thank you for listening in. We'll see you next time.